0: So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. You know, Janie, there is unrest and chaos and a sense of urgency for us today that we almost feel like we've got to fix everything that's gone wrong. You're right. We can't fix anything.
1: But Sharon, we're going to so try to do that because we need
0: to fix it to feel good. Yeah, but we're not called to fix anything. Jesus already finished that work on the cross. And now it's our job to just be conformed into Christ's image. And if we have to be conformed to his image, which is the
1: purpose of why we are still here that's a difficult road that's a path of unknown so if i can just fix the circumstances if we can just have everybody be superficially happy when we go to church and we don't have to really fix
0: the world and
1: and 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 get the world straightened out and you know what there's a lot of precious saints that are trying to make sense out of sin yeah And explain it away. And so they spend so much time explaining to us what's wrong with us. But, you know, Jeremiah said the heart's deceitfully wicked and who can know it? So why do we waste time on fixing something that we can't fix at the expense of not being conformed? Because we've allowed the
0: enemy to have inroads into our Thinking. Well, it all it goes back to knowing God. Jesus prayed in John 17:3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yes, and you know what, Sharon? Uh, most of us that are Christians
1: know Him as Savior. Some of us may know that He is uh, supposedly Lord of our life we know different character aspects but to know what he says he is from his mind
0: must be transferred into life into our mind so the sort of the requirement some of the requirements in knowing god is spending that time with him
1: Yes, because uh, to build a relationship, you don't want a one-way conversation. How do you build a relationship with a one-way conversation? Right. If you tried to do that in a marriage, you wouldn't stay married a a lot longer. (laughs) Right. So we have to have a a back-and-forth connection, and that's really called prayer.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, the disciples saw that example of a back-and-forth relationship between Jesus and God the Father, and that's why they asked Jesus to teach them to pray in Matthew 6 and we see another example in Luke 11 and then Jesus displayed it in John 17 is what we opened up with Lord that that they may know you and
1: one of the finest examples that I see of a man who knew how to pray in the Old Testament was Daniel oh, he was yeah. he was a slave he was in captivity He could have been woe is me I've been forsaken by God we've been carried off I'm a slave to a ungodly king how does the Lord expect me to serve him but you know Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself
0: I love that verse of scripture He he purposed in his heart
1: now how did he really start to purpose that Sharon first thing that I see that he did in that passage of scripture in Daniel is he set his heart and mind to pray for understanding he was in difficult circumstances and then after he had that understanding again he purposed to apply it by praying three times a day against the rules of the land Mm -hmm. he opened his heart and his windows wide and prayed to God and he was expecting results. And he got them. It got him into the lion's den. (laughs) But Sharon, what if Daniel had given up and said, this is too much, or nobody's responding, or I've been abused and God has abandoned me, he wasn't with me, where would we might be
0: today? Well, he stood against the defilement of the food as well. Yes. He he chose
1: to not indulge the, I believe the scripture says, the delicacies of the king that he had offered him. That might be instead of having
0: great meat, he chose to just eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty risky move. I mean, he could have gotten some serious trouble there. Yes, but we need to
1: recognize that as right on as what Daniel was, It got him into trouble right and you know I'm looking at how the Lord had gifted Daniel and Daniel evidently knew who he was in Christ and Sharon one of the ways where I think we are maybe missing the boat in staying to be true like a Daniel was is that at the time of salvation when we are given the free gift of eternal life freely for us although it cost Christ everything He says he also gave us a spiritual gift at the same time. And that spiritual gift starts to activate from the moment we accept him. But most of us do not recognize the spiritual gift that he's given us. And so we wind up misusing it. And that causes us to go into some of the problems that we fight in trying to figure things out when we are sensing something is wrong. And the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us that, we are misusing a gift and so how many times do we need to stop and just ask one another do you know what your spiritual gift is Sharon I've talked to people who have been a Christian for 50 years and they said they don't know what their spiritual gift is and yet they're functioning in it and they're wanting to minister in it and they're wondering why they have the frustration that they do So we need to recognize that the Lord also told us to redeem the time. And when we don't, then that hinders us in trying to figure out what sin's all about when we should be figuring out what the Savior's all about
0: and what he has given to us. The time that we spend trying to figure out what's going on in the world around us and AND HOW WE'RE GOING TO FIX THE PROBLEMS OF THE WORLD AROUND US COULD BE SPENT IN THE SCRIPTURES AND LEARNING MORE ABOUT WHO GOD IS, WHO HE SAYS HE IS, AND WHO HE SAYS WE ARE. WELL, AND STOP AND THINK ABOUT THIS. EVERY TIME WE HAVE
1: A TRUTH OPENED UP TO US AND WE GO, OH, WOW, I GET IT. I'VE NEVER SEEN THAT BEFORE. THEN WE NEED TO, AT THAT POINT IN MOMENT, SAY, How should this be applied? Mm, How should I make it real? Now, here's where we get messed up. For every new truth to us that we learn, there is a need for a pause for the cause. In other words, we need to stop, meditate, reckon, and there's going to be a pause in our life while we solidify the spirit solidifies what we have been given and that's where we mess up we don't pause and or we don't recognize the pause and that's when the enemy can then come in with a oh you're doubting
0: well uh, i hear a lot of um going back to the historical aspect of things rather than taking it from the spiritual aspect because we can learn from the old testament like daniel as an example but there's so many people that take the Daniel diet and, you know, do what Daniel did in his eating vegetables only. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, there's a spiritual message there that can be applied not just with your food, but with your, with your life. What are you intaking for your spiritual growth? I'm glad you said that because now the head brain
1: can be very satisfied with knowing the facts. And the facts are a part of our necessary growth. We Mm -hmm. learn from facts. But if we stop at the facts, we leave our soul and spirit still starved. Mm. So that means the heart brain still is not working right with the gut brain. And we have confusion. And now we're off on some rabbit trail trying to fix the woke. So can you see the vicious cycle that the enemy holds us in? Right. So I think maybe what we need to really recognize is that the Bible says, I've become all things to all men that I might by means save some. But that's not conforming to the world so that the world will accept us. Mm-hmm. That's simply meaning that we can know how to minister one to another. And encourage one another. Well, and that's how the scripture yeah. we want to end with. 2 Timothy two twenty four through 26 A servant of the Lord must not quarrel or strife or debate or argue things that are not pertinent to where we have been called, but we must be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, so that if God preadventures, he will grant them repentance. That is God's job to bring about the repentance in anyone, but we need to hear what he has to say. In the gentleness of how the Spirit wants to communicate it. And then it says that if they come to their senses, that they can escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will.
0: So really conforming to Christ's image is an ongoing process of learning about him, repenting of things that he makes us aware of, and spending that time with him in prayer as Daniel purposed in his heart, there are things that we can purpose in our heart to not sin against God. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N, hearts.org.